Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 630. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me today, I have my favorite co-host, Corey Romero. Today is Wednesday, December 14th, coming into the holiday season. It is beautiful weather here in Northern California. We had some rain last week, but it gets got sunny and beautiful. Corey, how you doing, and uh, how's the weather up there in Utah? Yeah, that's right. And we're loving the weather here. Rain, we've vespers are slowly filling back up. So even though you get it as massive snow, you know, a day or two later, we're happy to have the weather for sure. Uh, on the show today, on the show today, we're going to be talking about uh, vSphere 8 core storage. Uh, you know, everything's vSphere 8. Since vSphere 8 went GA, we're super excited about that. And uh, we've got Jason, um, I don't know how to say his last name. I'll let him say it later. Masi or something. That's awesome. And Stephanie Karak. Karak. I'm awful with last names, but we are going to be talking about vSphere 8 storage today. Excited about that. Excited to get to know everybody here, and uh, we'll go from there. But, Corey, uh, let's talk a little bit about vExperts because I know the apps are open. Uh, what else is going on with uh, uh, the vExperts?
Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I know that uh, they are running a home lab advantage for VMUG that we've been doing a campaign on that. So uh, go check that out. You can for $200, you can get the VMUG advantage uh, program. A lot of people are buying that now because vSphere 8 came out. And then we've got the home lab stuff that we're doing. We're going to do a 12 days of the holiday season um, uh, where we're going to give you some tasks you can go do on your home lab. So we're getting that campaign running. So a lot of fun stuff around home labbing with vSphere 8 coming out and uh, and of course today talking about uh, what's new with uh, storage and vSphere 8 so excited about that uh, and then this Intel gig that we're going to do with Intel they're excited about giving away hardware and uh, we're just this is just our first go with them but they they've got some big, pretty big budgets so excited about that and Corey a 10 pack of SSDs uh, I think they've got you know I don't know the brand name of the what their storage units are but it's an enterprise class storage that you can you know use in uh, your home lab environment so excited about that i guess i'm excited about everything on the podcast right now i hate that when people say that oh i'm just so excited about everything i was like yeah all right well okay uh but anyway let's uh let's see if there's anything else in the news no we're coming into the holiday season yeah we're gonna you know we we usually take the week uh, week off over after after christmas so uh but uh, that gives us all time to do fun projects and i'm looking at to, to do my fun project. I'm going to upgrade my home lab to vSphere 8. I'm on 7 now, so I'm looking forward to doing that and uh, get, having some hands-on hands-on hardware time for myself, so excited about that. So let's uh, let's move on and uh, get to our guests, uh, Jason and uh, Stephanie. Um, thanks for coming on the show. We always start with, uh, give us a little elevator pitch um, on uh, how you say your last name, how long you've been working at VMware, how long you've been in the IT ecosystem. You got a couple, three minutes here to tell us a little bit about uh, your career arc history. Uh, who are you? We are a community podcast, as always, so we like to get to know people. Uh, uh, so I guess I'll start with you, Stephanie. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, good. Good. Thanks a lot for that. Jason, how about yourself?
So we've had uh, people come on talk a little bit about vSphere 8 uh, and what's happening and, uh, you know, a lot of cloud feature set. But uh, everybody mentions, you know, quite a... Uh, quite a change for storage, right? Uh, coming into vSphere 8. So uh, which of you would like to kind of give us a summary of what's actually, you know, what your design theory was when you're changing? Why did we change, right? We're adding capability, integrating capability, getting rid of some of the capability. Uh, which of you wants to take us through that that thought process and journey? Yeah, that makes yeah, that's that's that makes sense. We've heard that yeah, you know, storage is just going all you know, chip-based storage. Uh, the days of spinning disks are almost at an end, or at least that was the that other people mentioned. So that's that's kind of the direction that you went with vSphere eight, you know, solidifying and canonizing that you know that design strategy, right? Um, and so. Uh, Stephanie, from a marketing perspective, um, how are how is VMware doing in storage? Right, like I know that we we've kind of like you have a certain amount of adoption uh, over time, right? Like where do we think we you know where do we start and like are we now making progress in the in the enterprise when it comes to like using us as a class A vendor for storage?
Right, right. So, Jason, on an architecture perspective, when we go to SSDs, um, there's obviously performance and bandwidth capability. You mentioned, you know, scalability, scaling, uh, and you know, when you when you look at like what you get from that, is there is there like major benefits from the architecture changing to SSD? And when we go to vSphere eight, what can people expect? You know, I, it, it, Stephanie, it reminds me of the history of VMware where we had virtualization. Um, you actually 
to get adoption of the VM, you actually had to have storage, you know, on board, right? Like, and when we then got bought by EMC, and EMC came along and verified all the storage that you know capability that they had with VMs. So I guess it comes back to uh, now with this, um, what's adoption in the industry with regard to this? Uh, where is the cloud people like how compatible? It, you know, I look at the hardware compatibility guides and the industry accepting um, SSDs and what's the hardware refresh rate on that. So what's the story on, you know, when I can adopt this new model in my enterprise? How how far along is the industry with regard to accepting this as the practice to run your storage environment? So And and I assume that we had a lot of customer interaction when you know when designing vSphere eight and moving in this direction, like that that you know drove us to adopt this as well. The industry's adopting it. Uh, there's obviously you know speed advantages, and so I assume we are working with some of our leading customers already and making sure that you know this is how much of this was uh, production tested with you know big customers. Like, do we have you know customers that have been running this in production now you know for the last half a year as we moved into uh, releasing this in vSphere
that makes that makes sense. Um, when we talk about cloud storage, right, and you know VMC and AWS and the other cloud vendors, um, are they adapting this as well as they adopt into vSphere eight? And do I, you know, do I connect my cloud storage back to my data center storage as well? Do I do do customers do this? Does this impact what I'm building up? And do we need cloud vendors to adopt this as well? Um, Stephanie, how much ad how much um, adoption is happening in the marketplace with regard to VMware storage versus you know do do you guys get market reports on you know what percentage of storage uh, do people use vSAN with uh, um, like what's the penetration wise with regard to our storage solutions versus the in industry as a whole. That makes sense. Right, right, right. Um, okay. Um, when we talk about uh, pricing and licensing, um, I'm not even sure how we go about this, right? So maybe you can give us give uh, give us a, a quick tutorial on like, um, how are we when it comes to price competitiveness on building a, you know, virtual storage environment, you know, compared to other solutions?
Ja. I was going to ask you that, like, uh, when you come to scripting, like, um, you know, do we pay, provide APIs? Do you use PowerShell? What's the best way to interact at scale? Uh, do you just do this with your traditional managing your VMs and adding storage and writing PowerShell to, to control all of that uh, REST APIs? What are the best ways that people are doing to automate this? Great, great. Stephanie, I, I, I can't go too long without uh, sh uh, calling out uh, Virtual Blocks, which is the, um, the corporate blog that we have at VMware, blogs.vmware.com slash virtual blocks, just all one word. And you've got an article out here that talks about vSphere 8 core storage, what's new, uh, which, uh, you know, it's a great article. You can just go to Virtual Blocks and look. I think it's one of the top articles here. It was done on September 20th. Uh, back in 2022, which is now this year. Uh, one of the things that's in here is container storage enhancements on, on cloud native storage. So maybe just talk a little bit about um, that part of your blog. And I would encourage people to go uh, go check out the, this blog because it just talks about some of the short blog that talks about some of the new stuff. And one of their in there is container storage enhancements for cloud natives.
Um, as as we come into 2024, I know we're all doing 2024 planning for next year. What are some of the big things that uh, you see are coming next for storage? I mean, obviously, NVMe end to end, you've talked about that, right? Uh, which is which is going to be key. Uh, other things or other things that you want to convey here today about uh, what's new in vSphere 8, or where do you think we're going? Okay. Stephanie, um, going into 2024 also, there's a push for um, SaaS licensing, and I don't know if we get into SaaS licensing here or not, but uh, I'll ask you that, and then I'll also ask you, um, what what are you looking to do, what do you do from a marketing perspective into 2024? Are you focused on uh, inbound collecting customer requirements and work with engineering, or do you do kind of like briefing center, engage with enterprise customers? Uh, but first, uh, I, I guess I would say SaaS licensing and then we'll hit what are you going to be doing for 2024 
Yeah. I can, I can see like a, we we've talked to Broadcom Hawk 10 and you know he's like the you know the the enterprise is still big data centers are still big you know not everything is just going to the cloud and va- vanishing you know the data st- is growing and he's like there's a giant business in you know running data centers and enterprise computing in general and so if you listen to him he's kind of like there's just a lot of work to support existing ecosystem customers and and they're moving them forward on these new technologies like NVMe. So I guess I guess you have a a, a partner when it comes to Broadcom because I feel like they kind of get the enterprise and get the idea that there's just a lot of work to, to implement today's storage architectures that are already out in data centers and those are going to continue to migrate forward, right? Right, right, right. So, Jason, any other things that we're missing from, uh, you know, we talked to NVMe and the endpoint uh, policy management uh, is is becoming, you know, every every release. Other things that uh, we haven't touched on before we, you know, run out of time here. Yeah, I just right. I just checked it out, and uh, it does look good. And you know, it's nice microsite that uh, that also links out to communities. And so, uh, go check out core.vmware.com. I hadn't heard of that one, so good, good to know. And then you guys are just updating that with content, interesting articles on you know various technology subjects around storage. So, yep. Nice. Excellent. 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 Um, all right. I know that uh, we come up to the top of the hour. Um, so we've got the virtual blocks. We've got co- uh, core.vmware.com. Are you guys both on Twitter? Okay. What are you? 
JB, JB as in John Boy, M A S S A E. Go give him a follow at JB Messe. Um, love that. And uh, Stephanie, are you on Twitter as well? Uh, S T E P H. Yep, good. K A R I C. Good. Go give her a follow. We'll get her active anyway. We'll get her going. There we go. Uh, no, we, we have a lot of big Twitter fans out here. Uh, we come up to the top of the hour here. And when we do, I know we got a live start, but uh, because we put, run this on V Barbecue, so you can go to youtube.com slash V Barbecue, B A R B E C U E. Um, you can go look at what Stephanie and Jason looks like. So if you ever run to them, run into them at uh, a VMware Explorer, you know, you'll know who they are, and you can say that you saw them. Um, we talk barbecue at the end of the podcast, so I will start with Jason. Jason, uh, I, I don't know. I didn't ask you where you hang out, where do you live, what state do you come from? Because barbecue is different in every state. But uh, we do the uh, what state are you from, and uh, what kind of barbecue do you either fix, eat, or go to a restaurant and get? What's what's your barbecue story? everybody goes for brisket whenever i ask guests like oh what do i do i do a brisket and i'm like you know i'm from northern california and tri-tip and, and mostly california in general we don't do a lot of sauces we do rubs and then you know a good tri-tip is like the best thing in the world if you get tri-tip right you know with a good garlic rub or whatever it is like oh that's like the best meat ever yeah or personally me too Right, right. And then uh, I do have a Traeger uh, that I use to smoke. And I also use a Kingford just Weber grill to, to just traditionally, I'll typically do my uh, my tri-tip on just my Kingford with coals, right? Because it's a quick cook. You don't have to do it very long and you get a nice crusty, crusty coating on the outside of it. Uh, awesome, awesome. Uh, uh, Stephanie, same thing. Where, where are you from? And do you ever get a chance to barbecue or go eat some barbecue? Where are you? What state are you out of? Okay. Nice. Yeah, we've been doing both. I used uh, I used my Traeger to smoke fish, where I did like a six hour smoke, and I brined the fish in the saltwater brine uh, for twenty four hours, and then smoked it. And it's you know you got fish, and you can obviously do a nice, nice, easy, easy barbecue. Yeah, smoke a fish either way. It's good. It's good. I give you credit for you know good salmon here up in Northern California for like some. Yeah, 
not not too bad. Uh, so yeah, we're all from. I'm from Palo Alto. Also, I live at you know, here in Palo Alto. And uh, so we're all three Northern barbecuers, right? Which is, if you get out in Texas, you know, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be putting sauces on it and, and smoking and using a lot of drip grease, Like they'll do layers of barbecue, right? So it just depends where you're from, right? You know, if, if, if we don't call, if we don't use sauce on our barbecue, but uh, many other places do. Absolutely. That's, that's right. It's all about making the cow eat the right grass, right? There, there you go. That's, that's the California barbecue, right? I, yeah, that's, you can never go wrong with baby back ribs. I generally will just go to Armadillo Willie's or whatever and get, get, get my ribs there. Um, or back in the day, Tony Rome, uh, Tony Romans used to like just boil them and then slather them with uh, barbecue sauce. And like, I would go get that cause it just fall off. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Now you get me hungry and it is almost one o'clock. So it is lunch here in California. Uh, Stephanie, Jason, thanks a lot for coming and give us a quick update on storage. Uh, everybody go out, get vSphere 8 and, and go have some fun and uh, give us some feedback. Thanks. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for coming on the show and give us your time. Stephanie, I expect you to be on Twitter every week. Get out there and give us a tweet. You know, I'm going to follow you and I'm going to you know, retweet your stuff and you're going to be a rock star on Twitter by the time we're done with you. Thanks a lot for showing up uh, and uh, we'll be back again for one more week before the Christmas holiday. Until then, go get some barbecue. Talk to you later. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.